Psalms here tonight. Psalm chapter 37. Psalm chapter 37. I know most of you would be familiar, at least in part, with this psalm here tonight, and I hope to uh, introduce you more to it as we consider some thoughts from it tonight. Specifically, one thought that I believe is along the lines of the theme of this song or psalm, and I want to consider here tonight what we shall do or what we should do as we wait. What we should do as we wait. And again, we'll begin uh, by reading Psalm chapter 37. I want to bring some thoughts on waiting here tonight. And I believe, again, I hope there'll be a help to you here tonight. I know in times of testings, trials, tribulations, and challenges in life, where many uh, times led to the place where we might have to wait in some different areas of our life. And so we're going to consider some thoughts from Psalm 37. We'll read through the whole psalm here, Psalm 37. To begin with here tonight, follow along with me. Verse number 1, Psalm 37, verse number 1. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as light, and thy judgment as noonday. Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him that prospereth in the way, because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight thyself in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, and gnashes upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and shall bend their bow, to cast the poor and the needy, and to slay such as be of an upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous hath is better than the riches of many wicked." The arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the, the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into the smoke shall they consume away. The wicked boweth, and payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy, and giveth, but such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that uh, be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor is he begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth. His seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. The Lord loveth the judgment and forsaketh not the saints. 
They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in there forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh judgment. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him, and the Lord will not leave him in his hand or condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself as a gray bay tree. Yet he passes away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I saw him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. I know this is a long psalm or song again here tonight, but I'd like to consider this thought here tonight. What shall we do as we wait? And let's pray as we consider this thought here tonight. Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you again for your word here today. I thank you again for uh, this time we have uh, to be a part of this particular time in history. Just as David, I believe, uh, again, lived in a particular time in history, we also live in a time in history where we certainly, again, have uh, uh, thoughts and maybe uh, uh, different uh, desires that we'd like to see accomplished in this world here today. But yet at the same time, sometimes we look around and wonder, uh, maybe what's going on? Why is this happening? And, and there's a lot of different thoughts that go into our hearts and our minds at this time in our history. I pray that you would again help us to understand uh, some thoughts from this passage here tonight that could be a help to us as we consider this thought on waiting. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I know in this passage of Scripture there is a theme that I see in it. And it's, and it's a theme of us someday as believers seeing the Lord return and Him becoming this righteous leader over the earth. Jesus Christ being a place where He brings peace to this earth, where we inherit the earth, where God's people are over the earth. But yet at the same time, you find in this passage of Scripture, there's things that we should do, I believe, while we wait. You know, we're in a time of waiting, I think, in our country to see what will be the new normal after this pandemic. And I, I wonder what will be the new normal after this pandemic or the normal after this pandemic. Will it be, as some people have said, it will be something that changes our country in different places? I mean, forever. Will it be like 9-11 where, uh, you know, after 9-11 or after certain bombings that have taken place in the past, etc., we had to do different things different? I mean, where we had to go into an airport, remove our shoes, and go through airport security differently. Uh, will things be different as far as how health and how, again, different things come to our country, how, again, our, our country reacts to these things? I don't know what they would be like, but I do know this from this passage of Scripture and from the Word of God, that we will inherit the earth, and we will be delivered from trouble. The Bible says there in verse number 39, But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. You know, some people are concerned about the future. And I get that. 
And I understand that. And I am also at times concerned about the future. But in difficult times, I believe this passage certainly can come into uh, thoughts and, and it can be even a help to us even today. We look at again the, this passage of Scripture and we see that David dealt with many different things that, that we uh, deal with today, like the state of evildoers, the plots of the evildoers, the plans of evildoers, the prosperity of the evildoers, and all these kinds of things are all mentioned in this passage of Scripture. I think about the state of confusion, perplexity, frustration that I believe the masses of humanity are now involved with. But yet there are some things in this passage I think can be a help. The Bible says here three times for us to wait as believers. And I want to point them out to begin with here tonight. In this passage of Scripture in Psalm 37, verse number 7, it says, Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him that prospers in the way, because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. It says rest and wait. And so we see the first wait in this passage here. It is that we wait patiently for him. And I'm waiting patiently. I'm trying to wait patiently because I believe the Lord is going to return someday. And we are to wait patiently for the return of Jesus Christ and that kingdom that will come on the earth and we will inherit the earth as this passage talks about. But now that we are to wait patiently for him, we see also here in verse number nine, it says uh, that we are wait upon him. Verse nine, it says, for evildoers shall cut, be cut off and those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. And to wait upon the Lord, I believe is to, again, deal with serving the Lord. And again, we are to not only wait patiently for the Lord to return, but we are to wait upon the Lord, and we shall inherit the earth. It will be wonderful one day when Jesus rules and reigns upon the earth. Today, it's not such a case. We see also, as you look at verse number 34, this passage of scriptures, we find again the word wait used against here. In uh, verse number 34, the Bible says this, Wait on the Lord. And keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off. Thou shalt see it. I, I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passes away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I saw him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. Here we see another wait in the Bible. Here it says, and wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Again, these are three different waits in this psalm. And again, I believe, again, there's a, an overall theme of this psalm that we need to be waiting. David here emphasizes this thought of waiting. And as we think about waiting, I want to consider some thoughts from this psalm that I believe are appropriate when it comes to waiting. And uh, we start out here in verse number one. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. And the first thing I see David, again, encourage through this psalm or this psalm for us to do while we wait is to not fret or fret not. Uh, we need to avoid being fretful. It's easy for one to get upset or become fretful uh, during a time of waiting. I mean, think about, again, people, again, as, 
as again, uh, things appear at times to be slow in, in different states with, again, states opening economies and, and people need jobs and need to go to work, etc. It's easy for someone to get upset concerning these sorts of things. And it says uh, there, fret not thyself because of evil doers, because neither of envious, uh, those envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And so we see, first of all, we need to be careful that we are not fretful or fretters when it comes to, against society or this time or whatever it might be. See in verse number seven, it says this, verse seven, in verse number eight, it says fret again here and fret not. A second time here, it says, rest not, uh, rest in the Lord, sorry, wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him that prospereth in the way, because of him that bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't fret because of the overdoers, and don't also fret because of those that prosper in the way. And so sometimes people fret because of people prospering, etc. At verse number eight, it says, cease from anger. And forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. And so as a result of this fretting, uh, let us not do that which is wrong or evil. Soon, soon enough, soon by God's providential timing, the wicked shall be cut down, this psalm says. It says there in verse 2, they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 24. Fret not as you wait. You know, might be waiting on something or waiting on this or that or whatever it might be in your life today. And as you wait for whatever it might be, uh, we should be careful not to fret concerning what might be going on around us or with the wicked or the prosperity of the wicked or whatever it might be. Uh, Proverbs chapter 24 here, verse 19 and verse number 20 Another fret not in the Bible here. It says, fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious of the wicked, for there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. So don't fret concerning evildoers. Don't fret because of iniquity. Don't fret because of people prospering in the way. While you wait, and while David wait, he encouraged people in a general way, to fret not. Let's turn back there to our text there in Psalm chapter 37. We see, secondly, as we think about waiting, some thoughts from David when it comes to waiting. I know it's a different time, it's a different age, and again, but it's still a song, it's still a song, it's still part of the scriptures that teaches us some things I believe that we should do while we wait. Uh, secondly, we should trust in the Lord and do good as it mentions there in verse number three, trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and fairly thou shalt be fed. Trust in the Lord and do good. That's good instructions. Anytime, for anyone who is a believer, trust in the Lord and simply do good. That's what the Lord have us to do. Trust Him. It's not always easy to trust Him. Even tonight, was it easy to trust him? Just a few minutes ago, was it easy for you to trust him? Was it easy for my, me to trust him? I mean, you have someone you don't know in your church for a time. Is it easy for you to trust him? Trust him and do good. Just do good. Do what's right to do. 
That's what we should do while we're waiting. We, I'm waiting for a day when we have the earth and Jesus is rule of the earth and he's in power with the earth. I'm looking forward to that time. I just look at society. I look at this world today and I look at it. It's all headed towards one thing that we see in the book of Revelation, a one world government, a one world society, a one world ruler, a dictator that's going to rule over this world and people will go to that dictator and they'll do what he wants them to do and they won't be able to buy or sell unless they do what he wants them to do. Society, as we wait, we need to trust and do good. I don't understand what's going on sometimes in society. I don't understand why things are going as they are. I sometimes question the providence of God in all this and why he's allowing for all this to happen today. This is hard on little churches, don't you know? This is hard on big churches, don't you know? This is hard on believers all around the world to some degree uh, if, if you're involved with ministry. This is very hard on missionaries today to be in a time like this. And I'm not saying it's harder than other times in the past, but in, in these times we need to trust in the Lord and just do good. Do good. We see also in this passage of scripture here in verse number four, the Bible says, as we wait, as we wait for the Lord's return, as we wait for the rapture, if you're waiting for that, if, you, if you're waiting for something uh, down the road as a Christian, let me say, here's another good thing to do while we wait. It says in verse number four, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy Way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I want to point out here thirdly here as we wait, what should we do, be doing while we're waiting, and what's a good thing to do while a person waits, is to, to, to delight ourselves in the Lord. And he shall give the desires of the heart. Delight thyself in the Lord. This passage talks about delighting quite a bit also. Look at verse number 11 and verse number uh, 12 of this passage here. In uh, verse number 11 and verse 12, it says, The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And the wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. What's happening today? The wicked plotteth against the just, gnashes upon him his, his teeth. Same thing was happening during David's time. Throughout history, it's been the same. They plot against the just. They gnash upon, they speak against the just with their teeth. But it says there, the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight thyself in the abundance of peace. One day, it's going to be sweet peace. God's peace. A millennial peace. It's coming someday. The Bible also says, delight again here, verse number 23 of this passage of scripture, 23 through verse number 26, not only tells us to delight in the Lord, but delight, uh, and delight in his peace. But notice here in verse number 23, it says, the steps of a good man are ordered to the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been old, and now, I have been young, sorry, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth. His seed is blessed. Delight. Delight here again, verse number 23, it says, He delighteth in his way. The believer delights in God's way. We delight in his way. 
We delight in the Lord, it says there in verse number 4. We delight in a peace is coming in the future. Delight in these things. The Bible would have us to do that while we wait. And then the Bible says here, also here, verse number 5 and verse number 6, says a fourth thing that we should do while we wait. We'll wait again for a day when we're going to have the earth after uh, the wicked are destroyed and dispersed. It mentions there in verse number 5 and 6, it says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the new day. Commit thyself unto the Lord. And certainly that's a good thing to do. Commit thyself unto the Lord. And so the Bible says not to fret, and it says to trust and do good. It says to delight and commit thyself unto the Lord. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Just a thought I wanted to bring here tonight, just kind of maybe a side thought here. Uh, to go along with this time, Ephesians chapter 4 and uh, verse number uh, uh, 2 here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 2. As I think about what we should do while we wait, if we're not to fret not, what should we seek to do during this time? And maybe while we wait, well, I'd like to mention this here. We need to forbear during this time. just want to mention that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 2, it says, Without lowliness... And meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. And so while we wait, I think we need to be forbearing. Forbear is to be putting up with maybe differences when it comes to thoughts concerning many different things during this time. I've heard, and I don't want to scare anyone with this, but their church is being torn apart during this time. Some people are upset with the pastor because the church isn't open. Some people are upset with the pastor in the church because the church is open. Some people are mad because they didn't react to certain people in certain ways. Some people are thinking differently than other believers in the same body, and churches are being torn apart during this time. The Bible says here, Verse 1, it says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. You know, you need forbearance in any kind of relationship, certainly within the relationship of a church and church body, and there needs to be some forbearance and some certainly forgiveness, and there certainly needs to be the ability for us to bear along with one another in a situation like this. Turn to Colossians chapter 3. There may be some that never come back to a church. There are some that may, again, be scared of entering a church. There may be some in society that will react so differently, so different than maybe you would think or I think they should react. But at this time in, in history, I believe there's some, some testing and trying coming and again, give people a chance, again, to exercise faith and exercise forbearance with one another. Colossians chapter 3 here, verse number 13, the Bible says, Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also do you. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. 
Now, why we wait? We should delight ourselves in the Lord. We should delight ourselves in the ways of the Lord. And one of those ways the Lord is and the way that we should be is that of being forbearing towards one another in love, as it talks about in this passage of Scripture. Let's go back to our text, if we could. Psalm chapter 37. Fret not, trust and do good. Delight thyself in the Lord. Commit your way unto the Lord. And then it says in verse number 7, as we think about this thought about waiting, especially maybe just waiting to get back to normal activities or, and, and maybe some normality in life. I don't know what the new normal will be like, but uh, notice here in verse number 7 through 9, it mentions, first of all, rest in the Lord. Verse number 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him that prospers in the way, because of the man that bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Rest in the Lord. You know, it's not always easy to rest in the care of God. It's not always easy to rest in the providence of God. It's not easy sometimes to rest in the promises of God or rest in the circumstances that maybe you are or rest again in different situations that you or I can be placed in in different times in life. But the Bible tells us to rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself concerning him that bringeth wicked things to pass. You know, are people doing things behind the scenes I don't like seeing done. I think there's things going on in our country I don't like seeing done at all. I think there's things being done about in this world that aren't good at all. I see police officers, again, acting like, you know, it's the worst thing in the world for a, you know, I, I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world, but I'm just saying, coming to a church, I just heard this, you know, come to a Baptist church in Chicago this last week. I don't know if you heard it. It's probably not on all the news outlets out there, but taking police cars, full of policemen to come to the church door and knock on a door to try to get in, to make sure that church isn't open in Chicago, who would thought in this time in history that would be appropriate in America? I don't think it's appropriate. As same exact same day, there were several murders that took place in Chicago. I think it would have been better looking to try to get the murders that day than coming to the house of God and knocking on the door and trying to say, you can't have church today. The Baptist preacher said this, basically, and I see it online. Uh, it's Courtney something, a Baptist guy, Courtney Lewis. He said, if you can go to Home Depot and you can go to the bar, something along that lines, then I should be able to have church. Right? I, I think, you know, we ought to be able to have church. In America, I'm not saying that in Russia or wherever else, but in America, I'm saying we should be able to have church. If I can stand, it's even like, and I heard someone say this recently, oh, we're going to need, you know, ballots to be sent out to everybody because everybody might get sick from this coronavirus. But then the same people stand in line at Home Depot to get some, you know, landscape stuff or whatever they might need, or stand in a line, you know, maybe to go to a pharmacy or stand in a line at a grocery store to get goods, but they can't stand in line to cast a ballot to make sure we have a fair and free election. Again, that might be sound controversial or whatever it might be, as far as me saying that, but that is not after the order that we have in our country. It just, to me, sometimes gets me a little frustrated, and that even leads into the next point. Stop being angry or getting angry concerning different things while you wait. 
Uh, again, I, 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 this message tonight, what should we do while we wait? I think about waiting, and I, I'm not very patient when it comes to waiting. I don't know if you are patient. Some people are more patient when it comes to waiting. And we talked about Noah, and I don't know how he ever did it. How can you stay in some, some things so long? I mean, you stay in this quarantine so long, in this, oh, this boat so long. You're with these animals. You're with these people. You don't get to go anywhere. How, how did he do that? How was he able to do that? I think by a lot of these, these thoughts here, fret not, trust in the Lord, delight yourself in it, commit your way to the Lord, rest in the Lord. And then it says there in verse number eight, cease from anger. Stop being angry or quit being angry. And forsake wrath, fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. We're going to inherit this earth. There's no doubt about that as far as the scripture is concerned, concerned with. There's no doubt about that when it comes to my mind. Don't be angry. This is all working towards, and there's a lot of preachers saying, this is all working towards the return of Jesus Christ. This is all working towards that. I mean, I had someone send me about, you know, rice chipping and, you know, people that have a t-shirt on the front of their uh, you know, up in the front of their shirt, and this started in 2017, 2018, and it says, I got chipped. How did they get chipped? Well, they have a piece of rice, the, a little uh, microchip planted. This is just for access into their particular business, access in their business instead of having a card or whatever. Just have a little piece, little piece of rice in your hand. Uh, it's not a piece of rice, size of a piece of rice in your hand, and you scan that right at the door, you go walk in that business, and you're in. Boy, someone says, and I was listening to the interview, uh, the thing about it, and the, the guy was saying, well, you know, think about it. Sometimes you might just forget your card and you wouldn't be able to get in. And that's sort of how convenient it is. As long as you're there and you're in person, you can get in. It's so convenient, all this kind of stuff. They didn't force, again, those at the business to take it, but those in their business that did took it had T-shirts, and I got chipped. Thought to myself, doesn't the Bible talk about, you know, in your hand, in your forehead? I think you could make a chip probably 10 times smaller than that in the next 10 years, couldn't you? Probably could. Doesn't everything get smaller and smaller? Someone says, well, yeah, it's the size of a piece of rice. Rice, you know, that's, that's kind of tiny. What if you could make it 10 times smaller and you could just use that to buy and sell? No credit cards, no cash, nothing needed. All we do is just chip you. It's so convenient. We can track you. We can trace you. If there's a disease, we can know where you went, who you touched, who you're with. All this kind of stuff. Someone says, well, what's this lean towards? Well, some people say, well, it's lean towards the end. I think it is lean towards the end. At least the ability to do all these things. And just the, just the, the things in society just... Anyways, I, I'll get back to the message. Anyways, I'm getting a little sidetracked here. Don't get angry. Cease from anger, the Bible says. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself against any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, and those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be, not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. The meek shall inherit the earth. It shall delight in the abundance of peace. 
The wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with the teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth his day is coming. So stop being angry if you're angry, or if I'm angry, or if we get angry, or if we have times where we get angry concerning maybe what's going on, or what people do, or what people don't do, or you know, what governors are doing, or what you know, dictators are so-called doing, etc. It's easy to get angry towards this, but actually I wonder if we should be excited about this as believers. Verse 10. What shall we do while we wait? Let me say this. Consider the end of evildoers while you wait. Consider the end of evildoers while you wait. For a little, a little, yet a little while. That's how David puts it. A little while. And the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place. And it shall not be. The meek shall inherit the earth. And shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnashes upon him with the teeth. The, the Lord shall have him in derision, for he seeth uh, that his day is coming. The wicked shall has drawn out his, his sword and hath bent his bow and cast down the poor and the needy to slay such as be an upright conversation. The sword shall enter into his own heart and their bows shall be broken. People might be plotting, so to speak, to do certain things, etc., as far as the future is concerned, but consider their end. The Bible mentions their end, verse number 15, at least in part, of the sword shall enter their own heart, and the bow shall be broken. God will destroy all the wicked when he returns someday. We don't know that day. We read on here in verse number 17, it says, For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritances shall be forever. It certainly talks about an inheritance of uh, eternal inheritance forever. Eternal life is forever. They shall not be ashamed of the evil time. In the days of famine, they shall be satisfied, but the wicked shall perish. And the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume. In the smoke shall they consume away. The wicked boweth, payeth not again. But the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. But such as are blessed of him shall inherit the earth. They that be cursed of him shall be cut off. It's not a bright future for the wicked, is there? It's a bad future for the wicked. Read on, and here in this passage, the scripture says in verse 32, the wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. But the Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I've seen the wicked in great power. It's spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passes away. And lo, he is not. Yea, I sought him. But he could not be found. Verse 38. But the transgressor shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. The end of the wicked's not good, is it? 
There's eternal life for the believer in this passage of Scripture that the Bible mentions there is an inheritance. Their inheritance shall be forever, verse 18. But it mentions the wicked being cut off, verse number 38. What shall we do as we wait? We should fret not. We should trust in the Lord. We should delight ourselves in the Lord, commit ourselves to the Lord and the ways of the Lord. We should rest in the Lord. We stop being angry and consider the end of the wicked and know that we will inherit the earth. A millennial kingdom awaits us. A heavenly end awaits us. Let's turn, if we would, to Zephaniah. Now, that is a book of the Bible, not one that we go to that often. But towards the end of the Old Testament, after the book of Micah, uh, Nahum, Habakkuk, you have a little book there by the name of Zephaniah. And the book of Zephaniah has a lot of thoughts on the tribulation period and also the Jews. And i just like to read a little bit from the last chapter there, uh, Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah chapter 3 talks about what's coming as far as the future goes. And the Jewish nation awaits a blessedness when it comes to the things of God. I'll just begin reading here, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the, presser, the pressing city. She obeyed not the voice, she received not correction, she trusts not in the Lord, she drew not near to her God. Her princes within her are roaring lions, her judges are evening wolves. They gnaw not, they gnaw not the bones till the morrow. Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law. The just Lord is in the midst thereof. He will not do iniquity. Every morning doth he bring his judgment to light. He faileth not, but the unjust knoweth not shame. I have cut off the nations. Their towers are desolate. I have made their streets wait that none passes. Their cities are destroyed so that there is no man, that there is no inhabitant. I said, I said, surely thou wilt fear me, um, thou wilt receive instruction, for their dwellings should not be cut off. Howsoever I punished them, but they rose early and corrupted all their doings. Therefore wait ye upon me, saith the Lord, until the day that I rise up to pray, for my determination is to gather the nations, that I may assemble the kingdoms, to pour upon them my indignation, even all my fierce anger. For all the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy. For then I will turn to the people a pure language, that they may call upon the name of the Lord to serve him with one consent. From beyond the rivers of uh, Ethiopia, my sub, uh, suppliance, even the daughter of my dispersed shall be mine offering. In that day shalt thou not be ashamed for all the doings therein they have transgressed against me. For then I will uh, take away out of the midst of thee, then that rejoice in thy pride, and thou shalt no more be a haunty because of my holy mountain. I will also leave in the midst of thee an afflicted and poor people, and they shall trust in the name of the Lord. 
The remnant of Israel shall do no iniquity, nor speak lies. Neither shall the deceit of my tongue be found in the mouth, for they shall feed and lie down, and none shall make them afraid. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all thy heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord hath taken away the judgment. He hath cast out the enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil any more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thine hands be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee, is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee in love. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee in singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful to the solemn assembly. Who are thee to whom the reproach was a burden? Behold, at that time I will undo all that afflict thee. I will save her that halteth and gather to her that has been driven out. And I will get them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. And at that time I will bring you again. Even at that time I will gather you, and I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. There's a day coming the Jews will be restored. There's going to come a day when the Jews who again turn from God, will turn back to God. What should we do when we wait? There's some good pointers there in the book of Psalms. Now let's turn back there if we could. Psalm chapter 37. There's a lot of things I could talk about when it comes to waiting, but there are some good things that we can do while we wait. And these things are good for us at any time. This, this song, I believe, is scriptural. The thoughts here are... Again, biblical. They set forth principles that I believe we should do while we wait. While we wait for the Lord to return. While we wait for us to inherit the earth. While we wait while the wicked again maybe are spreading their powers like a green bay tree. We should do some things while we wait. Number one, fret not. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious of the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut out like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Now, I just want to say this about soon. I don't know how soon, but to me it seems soon. The more we look around our world, I think, again, it may be soon. I mean, I, can't, I cannot imagine us coming to a place in history where we couldn't figure out if you're a boy or a girl, but we're here now. I'm not there now, but part of our society is there now. The acceptance of homosexuality, acceptance of sinfulness, acceptance of wickedness, acceptance of all kinds of things in our society. Again, we're like unto the days of Noah. So shall the son, uh, the coming of the Son of Man be, as it talks about there in the Gospels. But fret not. Trust in the Lord, the Bible says, and do good. Trust in the Lord. It's going to be well with us. Don't be concerned about the future. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Delight thyself in the Lord. The Bible says there in verse number, delight thyself in the Lord. Delight in the peace that's going to come as uh, we look forward to the future. Verse 11, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. All we've got today is false peace at the best. But the Prince of Peace will rule someday. Delight thyself in the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord. The Bible says there, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. 
and he shall bring it to pass. I don't know how he's going to bring all these things to pass, but the future is in his hands. He is certainly in a position to do whatsoever he wants to do. We could fret against different things and be concerned about different things, but trust in the Lord. Do good. Commit your way to the Lord. Rest in Him. Rest in His care. Rest in the Lord. Wait, wait for Him patiently. Verse number 7. Fret not thyself because of Him that prospers in the way, because of the men that bring wicked devices to pass. Rest in the Lord. Verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Forsake not thyself and any wise to do evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But they that wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So stop being angry. Quit getting angry. Cease from anger. You know, I, I think you see those things in the Bible. I just mentioned them. These are the things that I struggle with a lot now. I don't know why. Maybe I'm carnal. I don't know. But fretting is something I struggle with now and then for sure. Getting angry, those are things I struggle with right now as a believer. These are things that David said for us not to do. Instead of doing those things, we should be trusting, delighting, committing ourselves, resting in him. And then finally, consider the end of the evildoers. They were going to go to their own place, it mentions there. Verse number 10, it says, For yet a little while the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place. And it shall not be. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plot against the just and gnashes upon him in teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Day of judgment's coming. The day will God will reckon with those that are lost. Verse 37. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, and the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them, because they trust in him. got a promise there the bible says we will be delivered because we trust in him do you trust in him you'll be delivered some things to do while we're waiting let's close as we consider the word of god here tonight